Hello, it's been a, been a month, been a minute, I was going to say. And we're the five-a-side cod past. Yep. Fucked it straight away. That rusty. Oh, dear. It's an absolute man. Hello. It's been a minute. We're the Five Side Podcast and we're happy to be back. I'm Fergus Smith and as um, usual, Matthew Thompson's alongside me. Evening. Craig Gregor is there. All right. And Ross Stewart. Hi all. Um, we will only be the Four Side Podcast for the foreseeable future. Um, as Billy has, has personal... I don't know issues, not issues, but things to deal with. Yes, Uh we have we have it on good authority. He's not here due to the fact he lost the predictions league last Uh season. Didn't think he could show his face. He will be back. That's that's Um, not a confirmation, but let's just say it. No, it is confirmation. (laughs) That's that's why he's not here. Um, No, it will be back. Hopefully, just uh, we'll give him all the time he needs. Anyway. Uh, it's been a while, hasn't it, boys? It was um, a long time ago. I was going to tell you how long, but it's been a long time. Yeah, it was just before the the um, opening games of the Euros, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So just over a month since we last recorded the podcast. A yeah, probably five six weeks. A good wee month of football. It was. Um, maybe not so much for us, but we'll actually, we'll, we'll discuss that now. Um, we started off our Euros campaign at home. Czech Republic, we've, we've played them, what, three times in the last two years before that game. Hadn't lost to them. You know, everyone was in good spirits, fired up. It was a Monday afternoon. I mean, they can fuck off for that decision, but... Uh, Fired up, and we got uh, what's the word? Pumped? No, no. See, Matt's just no. We didn't, we didn't get, get pumped. pumped. It was um, we a wake we just up didn't call. Play up. Yeah, I think we just quite weren't quite ready for the the main stage. You know, at that point, um, I think there was some questionable uh, decisions in the lineup. Uh, obviously. Probably the easiest game we had. Probably should have started with the two strikers at that point, um, but he didn't. So we'll have him. We learn now, um, but it was we didn't play terribly. No, the same issue we've had. We, I mean, we knew going into the Euros when we when we watched the friendlies pre Euros that we were going to struggle for goals, or we didn't have a clinical goal scorer, and then you come up against a team that are bang average with a good goal scorer. And it's, it makes all the difference. Yeah. Lost a a cheap goal, really, um, where the, the the cross wasn't really blocked. I'm trying That's to remember this off the top of my head. Uh, yeah. And probably should have defended better. Czech Republic were probably deserving of the lead at that point, though. No, they were the better team to start with. Um, And then, if, that, if you count that one as a cheap goal, the, the second was uh, even cheaper. <laughs> Craig's got his notes here. Just, 
I do. Yeah, my, my list of notes, you know. Um, I don't want to talk about the second goal. Well, we have to. Nah, cool can, we just, can we just pretend it didn't happen? Oh. I'd like it to be known Craig yes. was in attendance of the game and went, oh, I'm not blaming Marshall there, but watching it um, yeah. at the Casa de Jura, um I think we all were in um, agreement that He's doxed himself, he's just said his address <laughs> yeah, Casa de Jura, <laughs> that's his address And on the sat-nav, I'll take you straight to it yeah, well. Send stuff to my PO box, please I believe what I said was that it wasn't 100% uh, Marshall's fault. And because it, it wasn't, because Henry shouldn't be shooting from that distance for no reason when he had three passes on either yeah, side. Marshall shouldn't be standing near um, like the halfway line talking to the striker. He shouldn't be, but that's obviously, and it's not quite how far um, most modern goalkeepers <laughs> do play, but they do play far out of their box. Um, and you got you can't take it away too much from the strike, to be fair. It is a very good strike still, nonetheless, to get there. The curving accuracy on it from that distance. So, but oh well. It was a sickener to the start of the Euros. It definitely almost threw up a complimentary halftime pie. <laughs> Your complimentary it, was... ten packets of crisps. <laughs> <laughs> you only bought you bought big bags. It was sheer it bags. Was. <clears throat> it's annoying because I I did feel that we were getting back into that game before that goal. Um, and could have got a result against them, but well, that did move us on to um, going down to Wembley. Um, absolutely no confidence whatsoever. Uh, assuming the worst, well, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this for most people, I assume the worst. Um, but it didn't happen. The um, fives and sixes that were predicted by some pundits uh, were never there. Yeah. Nil nil was uh, exceptional in my eyes. I mean, obviously we had they had chances of their own to score a goal, win the game, uh, and we had our own chances, right? Like that we could have taken. Yeah, the game that was really there for both teams to take, um, if they'd taken their chances, really. Um, but Scott, they didn't start the best. I don't think Scotland did anyway. But they kind of grew into it a bit more, um, and then like so, like Billy Gilmore and that started bossing the midfield against a midfield that actually had quite a decent tournament as well. Not if you um, not if you read the English press the day after that said he was way off the pace. He was way off the pace, even though you got man of the match, you know. But man of the match, but he was he was a mile off. Yeah, <laughs> um, I do. I, I, I think the, the English midfield did have a very good tournament, but they, they got outclassed by the Scottish midfield that day. So. That's probably their worst game, you know. to be honest. Oh. And it was much better vibes at the Castle Del Ferg for game two. Yeah, yeah, it was just dogs, you. <laughs> it was um, better vibes then, yeah. Better it vibes was, at Wembley. It was, it was good fun, yeah. Um, and it kind of it, it gave everyone a sort of boost again after being so down post post first game. Special mention, I guess, to uh, Stephen O'Donnell who had a howler um, against Czech Republic. Actually, I, I gave him a slating, and against England, 
probably the best performance I've ever seen him play and ever will play. And followed by yeah. another howler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, he did, he did. He earned some respect for all of four days from me. Yes, yeah, it's a tough one because I do feel like it was really hard to drop him for the first game because he hadn't done much wrong, even though Nathan Patterson is probably, uh, well, is probably, he will be the future Scotland right back. Um, Unless someone else sooner. comes out of nowhere and, and soon enough, I'm pretty sure. Anyway. Well, yeah, he's still a young boy, you know. He's still a young boy. <laughs> was well, um, he's a young, young prospect. But after the performance against Shed Public, you could have maybe justified dropping him, but Clark kept with him and he put in a good performance, so, which made it basically impossible to drop him for the uh, Croatia game at that point. Sadly, well, yeah. Uh, to be fair, I think well, he could have played any any right back against Croatia. I don't think it would have made much of a difference. That yeah. wasn't really where the damage was done. It was more in the midfield. Yeah, I think it was more the fact that they had a world-class midfield who just turned up that day and was the best player in the park. Like, um, no didn't one could get near him. Yeah. Uh, turned up for one day. Mo- Mo- Modric <laughs> was sensational. Um, obviously, uh, me and Belmondo had the, I guess... The pleasure and the displeasure of being there. Modric was just sensational. It's just his range of passing, the way he can beat a like skip by a man's yeah. different class. It's tough to say. Obviously, you could say that like uh, the midfield should have got closer to him, but when it's a player of that quality, it's it's hard to get close to him because because of how easily, like you said, you it's skip, by, skip by you or play a simple pass and then find themselves some more space, etc. But and we probably, based on our performance, we probably deserved to finish where we finished in the group, but we we had potential to do a lot more. We, we, we could score goals. I scored, we scored a goal, which was, I said before the tournament, I said, if nothing else, I want to celebrate a goal. And not like a commiserate, like commiserations 4-1 goal, an actual important goal that was worth celebrating, and we did that. Um, I, I've never seen Billy celebrate a goal like it. He threw me about twelve feet to the to the right with his big bear hug. <laughs> yep. It was um yeah, it was it was a decent goal as well, a decent finish. It was. Um and he gave us something to celebrate and in the day that we were like didn't matter whether we won or lost, obviously we'd rather win, but we we had a good time. Mm-hmm. Best fans in the world. Best fans yep. in the world. Better yeah. than English. Yeah, I, well, we didn't lose and then start uh, racially abusing our players. Or that's um, true. Didn't have any black. Well, we don't have any black players. Just abuse Stephen O'Donnell. Yeah. Uh, well, they deserve most of his abuse that he got. <laughs> I don't think that's fair. That is fair. Not the abuse, the criticism, fair enough. No, I deserve, deserve Obviously, it's, it's all everyone there's first major tournament. I think looking back on it, I obviously Steve got the first game wrong, um, but there's still positives in there. Like, we never really get embarrassed by anybody. No, I think that was a, the good thing about it. We can go toe-to-toe at point, like, on our day we can go toe-to-toe with some of the world's best teams, like 
Yeah, no, we definitely showed that we're a team that, and also with a good with a good enough crop of some young players coming through. It was a good mix, though. I think we need to start looking for things like a, a new goalkeeper. Not looking for a new goalkeeper, but just a younger goalkeeper. If any uh, young players are coming up and um, and fans and our strikers and uh, fans putting the work in, and um, do do well, please, because we uh, really need a striker. Yeah, and just centre halves. Centre halves. I mean, Grant Hanley is our best centre half. He was very good, but he is yeah. also like thirty-five. I don't know how old he is. He's not actually that old. Was like, man, I he's about thirty. No, he's not even in his 30s. He's only like... 20, he's not in his 30s. He's only like 27 or 28, I think. Is he? Yeah. Well, that's good. Then. Right, so tw- 29. 29, that's fine. Um, still yeah, he's still got a few years left in him. Yeah, I just signed a new long-term deal with uh, Norwich. He'll be at the World Cup then so, next year. Perfect. Yeah. He, he was the best um, centre-half... In my opinion, I felt, um, especially against England, he had a f- phenomenal game. Yeah, I always feel that the thing with Grant Hanley is when he came first into this Scotland setup, he was quite young at that point, and he was decent, but he was um, liable to mistake. I mean, he was and... called that what ten years ago to the actual yeah, senior so squad. I mean, he was nine, 19... 19, 20-ish when he was first in the squad, and liable to mistake, easy to put the blame on him. The fans never really got behind him as such, um, mm-hmm. and kind of he kind of got hounded out the squad for quite some time. Even though we were always <laughs> in desperate need for centre halves. Yeah, I think that's him. I think he'll be a big part of the squad for the next at least sort of two campaigns or so. Yeah, yeah. Unless Nor- Norwich will do their usual and get relegated straight away, but that's not. The or or they just stop playing him in the Premier League. Um, yeah. Well, he is a captain, so it'd be a questionable one well, if he is. Yeah, stop I mean, it's it's happened before. Players have been it has very good in the championship for for teams, and they get moved to the Premier League, and then they get ousted out basically. Then speaking of Norwich, anyway, that's where Billy Gilmore will be playing his football next season. So hopefully, he can um you know stand out there too. Is it him and the mayor? It's a decent um move for him. Obviously, I know he was heavily linked with. Rangers, but I think staying in the Premier League and competing at that level is the way forward. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's going to be playing in the Premier do. League in his future anyway. It would make more sense for him to stay in the Premier League, albeit at a lower Premier League side. If he impresses for them, then there's always the possibility that his, his loan gets recalled like halfway through the season and he plays yeah, a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we're getting the reps in almost. If he had went to Rangers, obviously he would have got a few bigger games and he will get in Norwich, but games at Norwich will be consistently better. Like He won't be going from playing a Champions League game to playing Ross, or Ross County or Dundee. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say breaking. Yeah. Nah, that, to be fair. Nah, that'll be next season once they get sent down for financial fair play. Uh-huh. <laughs> sent to the Highland League. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Rangers will be playing in the Highland League with them. Uh, yeah. I know. Makes sense. What was a cabbage. That joke. I was joking. Come on. That was a very good joke, wasn't it? Yeah. Because um, been off this for a while. It's been that long since we were last on that uh, Celtic actually finally have a new manager as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot um, a manager when we were last on it, did they? And Ange Postacoglu 
comes in. Uh, he will. Well, he's had three friendlies now. Four. Well, I don't think you can count one of them as a friendly because you played three thirty-minute segments. Oh yeah, it was a game. bizarre friendly, but yeah, weird. That was his first time in rules. Um, <laughs> he's made two signings or something that are actually like since he came in or something like that. No, I think he's been more than two. He's made two first-team signings. Obviously, two, he brought yeah, in. What is it? A da- is it Adaba? Sorry, is that his name? Leila Bada. Yeah, I him. A badass cousin. And um, Kyogo, that's as far as I'll go. I won't try and butcher his name. Um, that's fair from enough. Kobe, who was on a flight today. Yeah, he got on a flight this morning to London, where he'll undergo five days <coughs> isolation. Uh, then if he t- t- tests negative, um, he'll be free. He'll be released to Scotland, and he'll be up here. I did notice... Um... I noticed on flash scores he's like he's listed as twenty six years old, but on Wikipedia he's listed as thirty years old. So if we could figure out how old the guy is, I think he's twenty six. I think he's he's, he's the younger of the ages. Unless I unless I looked at a different one, but it was the same club and everything on Wikipedia. Unless it's been changed. Um, he actually signed. He signed at the weekend there, I think, and mm-hmm. then uh, proceeded to play a game. His final. He played his final game after he signed for Celtic. Um, Scoring a goal and then almost getting injured uh, by a horrendous tackle, but you know we move. He's okay and he's on his way. Um, from all accounts, from what I've seen, Andres Iniesta seems very um, upset to see him go, and so do obviously quite a lot of uh, Japanese fans. From what <laughs> I've seen on social media, yeah, I think not every not every fan follows the Japanese league as well as I do. To know how, how good this kid is. I've just seen other people talking, or like Japanese guys, like see all the comments and stuff in Japanese, and then you translate them, and it's like, <laughs> this is such a shame he's leaving. Like, I'm so upset, I can't believe it, but I hope he does well at Celtic, blah, blah, blah. He's so good, he's our he best is, player. Yeah, uh-huh. and he's one of, the, one of the most highly rated players in Japan. At the moment, NES said he's a good player, so exactly um, that's all you need to know. NES said he's better than him, so um, by by all accounts, um, from what I've seen of him play, based on like highlight reels, he does look like a different element that could that, um, Celtic could utilize. That's what I said about Marianne Schwed's highlight reel. So I, I'm, I'm actually there... sticking by Schwed never got the chance. But no. we'll move on from that one. Um, what else? Celtic are expected to announce another centre-half in the coming days. Um, I can't remember his first name, but his second name is Starfelt, which is a, it's a brilliant second name. That's a good surname, if nothing else. Um, so, Swedish international, you know. Hopefully... It, yeah, Carl, Carl Starfelt. Carl, yeah, I can't... It's a terrible name for us to try and say. Mr. Starfelt... Uh, Centre half's definitely an area we need to build on, and he's a he's a start because um, Christopher Iyer is pretty much out the door, having passed a medical today down in Brentford for a thirteen and a half million pound move. Yeah, good, good that's a really good deal, the, actually. But as uh, as some Rangers fan said in the Sky Sports post, uh, it's only five million, even though it's uh, quoted at thirteen and a half million, but it's only five million. 
That's what you get for reading Twitter. That's what I get for reading Twitter, to be fair. Um, obviously, um, if Celtic do manage to get that amount of money, it is very good business for a guy that's only got a year left in his contract. It's just about the reinvestment. Yeah. If, they, if we reinvest the money, then we'll be cushy. But if not, then... Obviously, Kyogo was reported, was it four and a half to five and a half? So I assume yeah. some of that will go towards paying for him. Yeah. Still, I think we've we've got available money anyway to spend on players to replace these things. No, I think it's good to see us strengthening positions. At least we like it's the signs we can at least look at and say, well, we know we need help in those positions. So, as a start, as a start, and hopefully, um, we've got. Midgetland or whatever they're called, I can't even pronounce it. So that's Midgetland tonight. Um, and we we're, we're playing them tonight, which is well, I'm worried, but we'll see how we get on. Hopefully, we can avoid disaster really, and then build from there because it's going to be it's going to be a long season. I do stand by Celtic. Do have the quality left to beat? Um... Majitland, or however you um, pronounce it correctly. Midgetland. Um, or, or as they were saying on Premier Sports, uh, Mitchelland. Yeah, uh, Michelin Tires. Play, playing the Michelin man tonight. <laughs> Score a Obviously, goal, yeah, I, think, I, I think from all accounts, they've got problems of their own at the moment uh, with players taking the half and whatnot, so. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how we get on. Obviously, um, typical Europa. More so Europa League. I know they did get embarrassed a few years back in the Champions League. So, yeah, but who hasn't? Yeah, it's happened um, to the, the best of us. Um, elsewhere in Scotland, what was what's happening in Rangers? Um, um obviously, year? Rangers have brought in Offa Barth um, from Bournemouth. I, th- I think we spoke about that last time. Um, he's had some egular irregularities um, in his ECG um, for his heart, so obviously we'll be out for the foreseeable which isn't good to see, hopefully he fully recovers um, obviously Rangers brought in Fashion Sakala from Ostend who arrived last week so should be available for Brighton on Saturday and also um, signed to John Lundstrom from Premier League losers, uh, well now Championship losers, Sheffield United. Losers. <laughs> don't, don't be saying too much about them, Joe, because you know I'm still seeing a few, albeit um, not as big uh, links for uh, McBurney. Um, so. Just like that twenty million pound bid that we we're planning to put. <laughs> It's similar to the, the 15 million odd bids that um, get picked from Morelos like pretty much every day that um, nothing seems to happen. I think, you... I think uh, much across also like bigger teams in Europe and Celtic and Rangers with it being an international tournament year <laughs> the transfer window is always a bit skewed it takes a while to sort of heat up not much happens before the Euros or the World Cup are done um, so I think for for both clubs and teams down in England, it's been a bit lackluster at the moment. But um, and te- well, we need to get a manager into the country for 
yeah. COVID's also not helping. Th- COVID is not helping, no. In terms of uh, Rangers, obviously, the only real target of um, considerable note is they're trying to sign uh, Joey Veerman from SC Heffervin. I hope I've said that right for all the Dutch listeners. Um, but reported €7 million. Euros. Um, apparently, I've put in a bid of €4 uh, million, which <laughs> another team bid 5 and and they went, oh, I'll give you 4 and it was uh, rejected. Yeah, it's a, it was a strange... Um, Board never going to roll. <laughs> strange negotiation, that. After they were aware, um, Verona put in a bid of five and a half. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. What else? Oh, the city of Dundee. They've been making some some signings. Dundee United. They they brought in absolute legend uh, Charlie McGrew, and uh, he proved his legendary status at the weekend by scoring an absolutely beautiful free kick. <laughs> what a well worked oh, routine what, that was! What a goal! You could have put two David like De Gea's and then hundred percent he wouldn't have got it. I know. Yeah. When you place it that well, you know, and it's just uh for, for that much that pizzazz player, on know, it. I've never seen it, you know. Brilliant. What a guy. Uh and yesterday it was announced that Dundee, the other side of the road, they've signed um I think it was like the Daily Record or something that said ex ex Ireland International, Silly and Sheridan. Uh, to which he replied to them and said, I, I'm still Irish, mate. Yeah, let's see. That one that was, a, was a good one. It's got a point. Um, we also got the uh, Scott Brown has been announced as uh, the captain. captain. Play, sorry. Yeah, sorry yeah, yeah. It's, it's a confusing one. He's, a, he's like the playing, the playing captain, captain. But, but Joe Lewis is still the club captain. I thought Lewis I, 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 was the captain. I know where it comes from. But, it's, it's like, so obviously because... Joe Lewis is in nets. He's quite far away from like the centre of the sort of everything, whereas Scott Brown's like a central midfielder, so he's in and around it. And it, he's also a very commanded voice in the midfield. Like he's a very loud guy. So and it makes sense, like he's such an experienced captain, ex Celtic captain, ex Scotland captain. Just it yeah, make, hearing, makes sense that way. I've heard that well from folk that support Aberdeen that apparently he's put an awful lot of work in. Over the last sort of four six weeks, wouldn't surprise me to be fair. It's one of the players that ready. I'm kind of interested to see how he he does play, like in the Aberdeen side, where because obviously in the Celtic side, it's a you're playing a game where you're you're basically holding on to the ball for the majority of the game, um, sitting passing about. It's not too much like formidable. Obviously, when you get to the bigger games, you have to do a lot more hard work in the midfield. But majority of the games, it's just should just be a stroll for a player like him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it'll be interesting to see how he does in a team like Aberdeen. But albeit he does have the likes of like Lewis Ferguson to do a lot of the running in, and, and Ross McCrory as well it, to do a lot. It's of actually that. quite a quite a decent mid um, midfield. Um, yeah. I think, it's, midfield. I think it's going to be good for um, Lewis Ferguson because obviously he's kind of been um, CDM slash sort of utility player. I might give him a wee bit more of a license to but, be a tad more attacking. Yeah, it also gives, these, gives both these players that sort of like Scott Brown's got all that experience. Like he's 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 been there and he's done that and he can sort of pass that on. 
just like like in in many things like if you work with someone that's older than you and done more than you they can give you that experience and oh he's been then there you and learn done tricks it for of years. Trade from them yeah uh-huh which can be which would be very good for them hopefully um bringing the experience and like that will help aberdeen maybe do a bit more in europe um hopefully we can try and get one of the, our teams into a group stage competition um whether that be st johnson hibs or aberdeen Obviously, mm. St. Johnson um, do have a very hard tie. Yeah, but that is in the Europa League still. If they do lose that, they do drop down to the conference, so they still have that. It's not like, you know, basically... Yeah, it's not like... Uh, yeah. And, I mean, stranger things have happened. If St. Johnson, they are a very good um, cup team, as we've seen last season, if they... I mean, I'm not, I'm not tipping them to beat PSV or Galatasaray, but... It also wouldn't surprise me too much if it did happen. Yeah, I, I, um, fair like fair play to them. They won the cup. They deserve to be where they are. Um, Hibs and Aberdeen. Hopefully, they can they can do well and get into the com- conference league group stages. It would be hugely beneficial, obviously, for coefficient and and like like TV money for these teams. Is yeah. As soon as like one one of the other teams apart from uh, the old firm quali- qualify for these sort of events, like the be- the financial benefits are astronomical. Yeah, because it's a um, waterfall effect as well. So it's obviously the more money they bring in, it will affect the yeah, the teams even in the championship, yeah. League One, League Two. It helps with revenue and stuff like that. And and hopefully, just hopefully, general makes the game better. If we can get more established as a country, Scotland and Europe. Then hopefully TV companies don't look at it as like like the laughing stock um, sort of league they can take the piss out of. Be like, oh, oh there you go, have five pounds a game, and then that'll be that'll that'll do us. And we'll we'll at the end of the day, like we're better than that. The quality of our yeah. league's better than that. Just we get shafted by money, really, because everyone else yeah. has so much money. The end of the day, we're going into this season as the ninth best league in the. In Europe, so we can pick up some points and come no out with the seventh best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not even without it. have it. I mean, the the benefit that would bring to have guaranteed Champions League group stage for the winner of the league and potentially even second league pushing for it as well. Uh, um, it would just be. I massive. did read an article that um, it was by like some analytical site, and it said that if you qualify for the Champions League, you're almost guaranteed between thirty and forty million. Yeah. And that's not including like if you were to win a game or get to knockout stages, which I do um, genuinely believe could be possible. Yeah. We've seen we've seen teams um, like Celtic in the past do it for a couple of years. I don't see why. Um, like Rangers currently couldn't could do it. At the end of the day, if um, if we were seventh best coefficient team, um, seventh best league coefficient, then the uh, whoever wins the league would have a guaranteed uh, top seed because it goes on the the eight well the seven best um, league winners, and then the um, the winner of the Champions League last season 
or your eight seeded teams. Uh-huh, so the, the, to, I, they'd still have a very difficult group, whoever it is. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But to avoid the likes of you winning your prem, winning well, your Man Premier City, League, which, uh... yeah, then avoid your either your Atletico, Barca, Real, one of them. Avoiding Juventus, Inter, Bayern, Bayern. Yeah. No, I agree. Very, very beneficial for us. Um, yeah. I'm just checking now to see if there's any other Scottish football news that is, is anyone. And um, well, there was a. There's been a couple of COVID outbreaks so far, which has affected the league cup. Well, we can laugh at Kelly for having to forfeit a um, game. Kelly fielded a, a band player, so they they lost final versus East Kilbride. Stop them. Um, but they should still get through their group. Mm. It'll be should. tough for them, actually. I don't know. No, I've not seen should... a whole lot happening. Obviously, the, the League Cup has started. Yeah. Um, mm, after, been... after two slash three games, uh, Hearts are top of their group, Dundee United are top of their group. Um, Dundee are not top of their group. Embarrassing. Uh, but they have won both games. That's true. Uh, scoring seven and conceding zero. Yep. Uh, it's just um, the fact that have played one more than them. Ross, Co- Ross, <laughs> Ross County haven't won a game yet in that group. Uh, <laughs> that, well, they did lose both games. Fino nah, just forfeit. Yeah, but that's not nah, they lost nah, the games. They've also not won. They've not won a game. That is quite an interesting group actually. Um, um, three teams have uh, not conceded a goal, and then two two teams haven't scored a goal yet. So Livingston. Not top in their group, embarrassing. Well, they just lost to Aloe by the weekend. Uh, well, they didn't win that. They, they've got <laughs> Aloe and Breakin in their group. Counting B3 from first. Um, Hamilton top of their group. But that's a that's a tight group as well, to be fair. That's Ayr's group. Yeah. If Ayr win tonight, then massive changes of group up. Yep. Puts Ayr's favourites, pretty much. Um, Motherwell top of their group as Motherwell well. Motherwell top of their group after two. Queen's Park doing well though. Kelly obviously they had a bit of a nightmare, so they're sitting second bottom in their group. Yeah. Eric <laughs> Kelly again? Uh well it's the second because it's a Monday. Is it the Monday? Yeah, the Monday night. Uh, you got tickets for it? Yeah, I take it they're not on sale. <clears throat> no, they're not. They're not out yet uh, for that. I think obviously we need to mention that we can now go to games provided we can get tickets, which obviously yeah. is huge for all of us. Um mm-hmm. I went back to Somerset for the first time um, last, well, a week ago today uh, to watch Air win 3 now, which is good. I was also there at the weekend and for the friendly against Burnley in the 23s. Where it's, a, it's a long time it was ago, a, isn't it? Interesting games. Yeah. Um, since we're in, it seems almost like I see the numbers they're letting to stadiums, it seems almost like they're just making up as they go along. Uh, yeah. Well, I think it's a case of like you've got that. Amount where I think it's like a thousand for standing stadiums and two thousand for seated stadiums, mm-hmm. um, and then you can request a higher amount of your local council, and then it's based up to them uh-huh. to decide. I think if they think you can field, uh, you can hold more. If, it, if you're asking me, it should it should <clears> just be like the case <throat> where it should be a percentage of like capacity they should yeah. be allowed, and then it it would be like up to the club whether they. They want to have that that whole percentage or not? Uh, obviously, um, the 
Um, Rangers are playing Brighton Hove Albion on uh, Saturday and then playing Real Madrid on a Sunday and there's a 4,000 fan discrepancy <laughs> which yeah. is like well, which is mad to me I know I'm being biased but I don't understand how one day is going to change um, the figures by so much I think it's to do with the fact that the Real Madrid ones is the, the glamour friendly so they're they they wanted to get as many in as possible for that game, to um, to see how the basically Rangers fare against one of Europe's top top teams. Um, yeah, it's also rumoured that Rangers are going to have seventeen thousand opening Premier League day, Premier League Premiership mm-hmm. day. Yeah, there's also um, well, um, high, high so, reports as well for the Malmo game to have full attendance. Uh, well, Malmo or Helsinki. Um, yeah. So, going off that, if you're if, if they're doing it in percentages, then Celtic should have 20,000 in their first home league game. I think it's a, it's a fair way to do it. I think like you've got to look at it like um, you've got to take into account percentage of a stadium. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense, and honestly, like the quicker we can get back up to full capacity, the better. Because I mean, that's the quicker that I'm going to be able to get back to a football game. And um, well, well, speaking of Celtic games, the team is out. Is it? For, that's what's not. Yeah, so if, if, we'll just run through it. It's uh, Barkas and Nets, a back four of Ralston, Beaton, Welsh, and Taylor, which makes me want to cry. No, nah, nah, I, I knew that was the the back four. Yeah, so did I. Uh, Sorrow, McGregor, Turnbull in the midfield. I'm guessing. Abada and Christie playing wide, and then yes, Edward. yes, that's it's the rumored uh, lineup that I've seen all day. So, this makes the bench cunt along with ball and goal. Sorry, that word was a bit that. Uh, that was a bit too much for this podcast. Um, I'll cut that out. I'm not cut out, but <laughs> we've also got um, breaking news that is 1 0 here. So, as Hamilton, Hamilton, yeah. Is that in the cup or is that just a friend? No, in the cup. Uh, it's a cup. Anyway, um, good. I've I've done for the, the the teams playing in Europe this week because uh, it was uh, just not very feasible to go through all the Betfred Cup, not Betfred Premier Cup games, and uh, do predictions for them. So I've done for the teams in Europe this week. Uh, we can do predictions for them. They're all at home. Every single sure. every single team. Um, Celtic, Hibs and Aberdeen all home ties for their first ties so uh, just we'll, we'll kick to Craig and we'll ask him what he thinks of the Celtic uh, Michelin score will be you know what I think Celtic will actually win this game quite comfortably I I can see them coming out I, I, you might laugh yeah, I, I know that um, we'll Celtic laugh. fans are not going to be confident for this game one but um, but I can see them coming out comfortable 2 0 winners. Um, yeah, I've stuck down 2 1. I just I don't like our defence, but you know, 2 1 to who? Us, 2 1 to us. I don't like our defence, but I, I still maybe fancy us to win. Uh, Mr. Dure, obviously, he's going to say 4 0 to Celtic because um, he nah, seems to think uh, that we're so good. I, I'm going to say 1 0. It's going to be like an 80th minute winner. Uh, Celtic. Uh, yeah, still got um, enough 3-0. 3-0 Celtic. 
Matt's far too confident yeah. for me. Now we're going to get scuttled laugh- five now. Laughed at my two now. <laughs> Wasn't enough. Right. Uh, next up, Hibs. They're playing Santa Coloma or whatever they are. I'm probably um, absolutely butchering the name. It's a a game that Hibs should be winning very very comfortably. Um, so Matt, I'm going to go for a four 0 win, and they're going to start their their European campaign off with a a banger. Yeah. Uh. The, I mean. I mean the the, the yeah. Oh yeah. The, the team they're playing tweeted right. the other day basically saying um, Hibs are a big team and they are a small team. Uh, it's a proud, is what they said. So, 7-0 uh, Hibs. Good. It's a proud. Um, Mr. Dure. Um Obviously, this team from Andorra did beat the fourth best team in um, Gibraltar 4-0 after a draw. Um, so, they're no slouches. So that, they're no slouches. <laughs> I'm waiting for um, 6-0 Hibs. No, I'm going to say 2-0 Hibs. I'm, I'm actually going to agree with you. I think 2-0 Hibs. Scotland no, teams, Scottish teams tend to score loads of goals in Europe. Uh, and last up, Aberdeen play Hacken. It's a game that From Sweden. Again, Aberdeen should be, should be winning, but um, it will be a tough one for them because the Swedish league has started. Their players will be right up to fitness. They are, what, 11... 11 games in or something like that. Yeah. Uh, albeit they did have a break for the Euros, but um, I still think Aberdeen will come out on top here. I think they'll win 2 1. Um, yeah. Hacking are in some good form at the moment. Three wins in a row. I don't know. I think Aberdeen should win it. Uh, 3-1 Jure um, I think Aberdeen are going to do probably their usual um, 1-0 Aberdeen Is Aberdeen's usual winning games? No but it's not scoring Their usual is not scoring to be fair Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go more the route of the Aberdeen usual 0-0 Even at home with 5,000 fans or whatever it is well, Yeah okay 0-0 a bunch of bars Okay. I'm adding that in. That's fine. Please please put it in there. There. Uh, if, it, if anyone got anything they would like to add. Oh no! I thought I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna tell people at home if they wanted to add something. No, I'm, I was talking to you. Do you guys like if anyone has anything they want to add? Um, no, I don't think so. No, I think we've covered pretty much everything. No, just... We've vaguely covered stuff. I mean, got... when le- yeah. when when we're getting closer to league season starting, we'll do a rundown of who's in what leagues and predictions for the mm-hmm. leagues. But Obviously, at the moment, we'll 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 let the Betfred Cup. No, I keep calling it Betfred Cup. It's the Premier Sports Cup. Yeah, whatever. Let it do uh, its thing. Obviously glad to be back. And um, I guess all of us can't wait for the season to actually begin. I don't know if that's how yeah. I describe my feelings at the moment, but yeah. I'm not really. I'm still digesting yeah, last I'm, year. <laughs> I'm fairly confident about your season. Well, I mean, you've got enough fullbacks. That's the you main one. a worry. couple more fullbacks. Well, the thing is with um, the way that 
um, well, what do you call him? Hopkins. Hopkins, that's one. Why is his name pass in mind so much? Uh, he set us up with like a a four four two as such. He's um, just playing a Morton team. But, Morton. but he's two the two like wide midfielders are also full back fullbacks, but they're more attacking minded fullbacks. So it means when we are defending they can drop back and defend and it's quite a versatile system that he does play. Um so Fingers yeah. crossed. Whatever you say. It seems to have worked. We've only um, conceded like one goal. No, but actually, on competitive games, we've not conceded yet. Mm-hmm. So, it's not bad. Yep. Uh, yeah. I'm assuming we'll we'll be back at some point again. Hopefully, hopefully what? sooner than uh, five weeks this time. We'll have to go over the predictions. I know. Um, yeah. It all depends on Mr. Dure's work schedule because he gets worked like a Trojan, so he does. He's a busy man these days. Busy, um, busy man. But we should, we will be doing a podcast presumably next week. Yes. Um, we'll <laughs> let the busy man get off because he seems very busy right now. Mr. Drew, do you want yes. to say goodbye? Um, yeah, um, as always, guys, thanks for listening. Um, I appreciate it and I hope everyone has a great day. Um, Mr. Gregor, do you want to say goodbye? Uh, yes. It's good to be good to be back. Uh, like Frog said, hopefully it won't be as long this time before the podcast. Uh, so, yeah, it's goodbye. Matt? Yep, hope we're all enjoying the sunshine. And, yep, good night. Yep, thanks for, for listening. Thanks for bearing with us while we had a, had a well-deserved bre- breast. Fuck! Well de- hey. <laughs> a well-deserved rest. I'm Joe Brown. <laughs> anyway, oh, um, yeah, back to the old classic. Uh, good night and God bless. <laughs> <laughs>